now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea, piping hot. So grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands.
Let me just do a quick mic check. Okay, that should be good. Just uh, restart. Um, okay, so refresh and um, you should have audio. Okay, so there we go. All right, can everybody hear me now? All good? All right, so my apologies for that. I forgot that we actually unplugged the mic over the weekend um, doing a few things. But um, I wanted to, um, a few things. I wanted to actually. Um, I wanted to actually talk about my weekend and some events that happened over the weekend. And of course, the primary topic today will be that of employment, uh, specifically employment woes in the Cayman Islands. So one of the things that, um, for some reason, the, the little skin right here under my eye feels a little bit irritated today. But, you know, we'll get into the employment situation here in a second because I continue to be amazed at the fact that qualified Caymanians are unable to find gainful employment in this country. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty of that and perhaps um, how our government continues to fail us to no avail. And is there any real relief in sight? How do we, how do we solve this problem? Uh, so let's have a discussion on that in just a little bit. However, there are a couple of things that are on the, um, on the forecast. First of all, I was saying when the mic was silent that I was wishing Irvlin a happy birthday because Irvlin had a birthday um, yesterday. So a big shout out to top fan Irvlin. She's always here for the tea, whether it's a tea or a glass of wine, she's got it locked down to Cayman Mall Road for her latest news and um, entertainment. So Irvlin, I trust that you had a fabulous weekend. Um, I know you know how to do it right, girl. So I'm not too worried about you enjoying yourself. And what else was in tap for the weekend? Well, obviously, Hurricane Iota is heading for um, Central America again, Nicaragua primarily, and I'm sure Honduras, once again, will get the brunt of it. So it is just absolutely stunning that, um, you know, that this year, 2020, has just done some amazing things. So literally two hurricanes, two weeks apart, have developed in the exact same area and are both headed to the exact same countries. It's just, I mean, the chances of it happening almost seem, you know, a bit astronomical, but folks, this is the craziness of um, the world in which we live. So we're going to take a look at some of that first, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about my weekend so this is what the poor people of Nicaragua and Honduras are bracing themselves for this morning. Um, this hurricane is uh, gonna probably make landfall as a category two. So let me just get the exact quadrants um, for this morning, because this was early this morning at 4 a.m. And I think we're still waiting for the next advisory to come out. So uh, we've had a number of messages from people um, who are concerned. Um, let me just see. Who are concerned about um, 
Let me just see. Okay, give me one second here. So we have a lot of people who are very, very concerned about the storm. Um, one person says um, San Andres, which is actually um, Old Providence, and specifically um, Honduras. They're part, um, my apologies, Colombia. They're part of Colombia. They are getting a direct hit, it looks like, <clears throat> this time from the storm. So, um, you know, a lot of people from San Andres are here in the Cayman Islands. And naturally, um, they are very, very concerned. So the National Hurricane Center has actually just updated some photos a few minutes ago. So here's what we're looking at. Um, Air Force Hurricane Hunters, um, almost in the core of IOTA, expected to bring catastrophic winds, life-threatening storm surge, and extreme rainfall uh, to impact Central America once again. So hurricane warning continues for uh, Providencia, the coast of, Hon the coast of uh, Nicaragua from Honduras and the Nicaraguan border, to Sandy Bay, uh, Sirpe, and the coast of the northeastern Honduras um, region from Punta Patuca to Honduras-Nicaragua border. So, wow. I mean, these people are not even, geez, they're not even, it's not even a matter of them preparing for the storm. Um, you know, they are, um, I don't even know what to say. This is just an unbelievable system this morning. So life-threatening, catastrophic winds, I'm just pulling up the images here that just came out at 7 a.m. They literally just posted them eight minutes ago. So give me one second. By tomorrow morning, um, these countries will start to feel the brunt of the storm. Uh, um, San Andreas is already, I think, going to be getting some of it today. So let me just see here. Give me one second while I pull up some images. Um, so th this is not a good situation for those persons. They are literally, I don't even know if we could say that they've like fully dried out from what happened with Hurricane Ita. And then here comes Hurricane Iota about to dump more rain on them. Um, the ground is already saturated. That means more mudslides, more flooding. Mm. And, and I know a lot of people here have been um, preparing to assist the poor people of Nicaragua and Honduras. Now, listen, I know that the efforts in Cayman have largely been focused on Honduras relief, but I must say this is one of the things I like about the Red Cross is their efforts are wider than just Honduras because you know I know that we, get a, we have a lot of connections directly with Honduras, but Honduras is not the only country that was impacted by this. Nicaragua was also severely impacted. And in fact, um, to be quite honest, Nicaragua has more life loss than Honduras has. So I want to remind us that as we um, you know, try to do everything in our powers to ensure that people have the things that they need, let us not forget that uh, those in Nicaragua and even Panama and some other surrounding areas of that Central American region um, even going into Mexico, 
are also very much um, impacted by the storm. So this is a really horrific situation. The Hurricane Center um, has issued some advisories, including hurricane advisories, and they are expecting life-threatening storm surge as much as 10 to 15 feet above normal in areas onshore <clears throat> winds along the coast of Nicaragua and Honduras. Near the coast, the surge will be accompanied by large and destructive waves. Preparation to life and property, my God, whatever they have left, should be rushed to completion. Hurricane conditions are likely um, occurring on the island of Providencia already this morning with tropical storm conditions expected through the remainder of the morning and possibly into the early afternoon. Catastrophic wind damage is expected where Iota's eyewall moves onshore within the hurricane warning area in Nicaragua and Honduras beginning late tonight with tropical storm conditions expected by late morning. So hurricane watch and tropical storm warning continues for San Andreas. Tropical storm conditions are likely occurring on the island already with hurricane conditions possible there later this morning. Tropical storm warning continues for the coast of Nicaragua. Um, again, as we said earlier, from the south of Sandy Bay, Sirpe to Bluefields and um, for the northern coast of Honduras from west of Punta Patuca to Punta Castilla. And then tropical storm conditions are expected in the warning area, area of Nicaragua by late afternoon and in the warning area of Honduras by tonight. So any interest in Honduras and Nicaragua should monitor the progress of this storm. Um, I don't even know if those poor people have the capability to do that right now, but as of 7 a.m., which um, the alert was just posted, the center of Hurricane Iota was located over the Southwest Caribbean Sea, about 20 miles northwest of Isla de Providencia, Colombia. And of course, everybody knows that more like San Andres and about 145 miles southeast of Cabo uh, Gracias a Dios on the Nicaraguan Honduras border. Iota is moving towards the west near 10 miles per hour, thank God, a westward to west north westward movement is forecasted through landfall. After landfall, a westward to west southwestern movement um, is expected. So the um, National Hurricane Center satellites indicate that the maximum sustained winds have increased to near 155 miles per hour with higher gusts, and that makes IOTA a category four hurricane. Folks, this has got to be a record of all records, a category four hurricane hitting the exact same area two weeks after another category four hurricane hit the exact same area. I mean, it is unbelievable, truly, truly unbelievable. So um, it's expected to produce a lot of rainfall and accumulations all week long. It says through Friday morning. I don't know what this will now mean for the flights that are scheduled. So of course there is a flight on Thursday. Um, I believe it's on Thursday the 19th that is scheduled to go out to Honduras from Grand Cayman. So we'll check with Cayman Airways 
to see if that flight will still be uh, on schedule. Of course, if there are heavy rains and um, in inclement weather conditions that may prevent that flight from actually going. So if you're booked on that flight, folks, please pay attention so that you know what the situation is. Um, Guatemala is gonna get impacted by this. So Guatemala will get rain. Southern Belize is expected to get eight to 16 inches of rain. Isolated totals of up to 20 to 30 inches of rain will be possible, especially for Northeast Nicaragua into Northern Honduras. My God, I just cannot believe this. Costa Rica and Panama can expect four to eight inches with isolated maximum totals of 12 inches. And the rainfall could lead to significant life-threatening flooding, river flooding along with mudslides in areas of higher terrain. Even El Salvador and Southern Nicaragua can expect three to five inches of rain. Um, so yes, this is not a good situation. Um, our prayers and thoughts will go out to all of those persons this morning that will undoubtedly be impacted uh, by the storm. So quite unbelievable, folks. I don't even, I'm just shocked. I don't even know what to say. It is um, an unreal event. And in keeping with the theme for 2020 of what next, that's exactly what it is. So good morning to Harla. Good morning, Irvlyn. I trust that you had a beautiful weekend and a happy birthday. Um, good morning to Miss Morna. Do you guys see right there? You can even tell on camera that it does look a little bit irritated. Not sure what's going on there. Good morning, Irvlyn. Uh, good morning to you, Morna. It is a beautiful day here in the Cayman Islands. Good morning to Miss Lulu and Olivia. Um, good morning, Brandon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Miss Janet and Melita. Um, Atlas says, Averted trees so fair. Um, you guys will know that my daughter is um, learning the national song at the age of four, and she absolutely loves the national song. She just will just burst out in song because she just loves it so much. Now the words are not, she's not quite the best with the words yet, <laughs> but she will get there. And to be honest, I'm ashamed to say this, but I am one of those people when the national song starts to play, I start to hum along because, you know, I don't have all the words in my head either. And then it kind of comes to me as I'm, as I'm singing it. So I got to brush up and start relearning or not really relearning because, you know, because I left the Cayman Islands when I was so young, I technically um, have only learned it since I've been back. And, you know, when you hear it at national events and stuff. So I got to get on the ball in terms of, um, of the national song myself. So yes, it is an absolutely beautiful um, song. Atlas, mm, not so much Christmas breeze yet. I mean, last week we had a little bit of breeze from the hurricane, obviously. Um, that was kind of nice. It was nice to have that little windy breeze for a bit. But no, we continue to, um, to wait for a little bit cooler weather. So um, as you guys know, on Friday, and I wanna talk about this, this is a very serious um, situation. On Friday, a young lady approached us about being owed some money. Um, now, you know, we try our best to assist people with um, 
any anything that we can, to be quite frank. And CMR has, in my opinion, um, been a community platform. So you bring us your news stories, your areas of interest, and we do our best to um, flush those out and to represent and give the people a voice. In a country where, to be honest, so many of us feel like we have no voice. We feel like we are constantly under government control. You know, a lot of you work for civil servants. If you dare um, speak out, you know, your jobs are on the line, your livelihood is on the line. And there are people who enter into arrangements with persons to borrow money, um, all sorts of different things. And when things go south, they have no recourse. They can't take somebody to court. They don't know how to do it. They can't afford it. Um, and oftentimes we have very successfully recovered people with their money. We say, listen, people, just do the right thing. Like it's actually not that difficult to do the right thing in this world. You know, I don't know why people always get in a huff and a puff and they're like, um, oh, Cayman Mall Road, this and that. You know how you stay off of Cayman Mall Road? Just do the right thing. It is so incredibly easy to do the right thing and never ever have your name called up on Cayman Mall Road. It is like waking up and breathing in the morning. How hard can it be to do the right thing? So good morning to Chuck. Good morning, Alice. Good morning, um, Brita. John is here for it. Siobhan. Um, so on Friday night, this young lady made contact with us. Now listen, we have learned um, Melinda, Siobhan, all of you, Dominique, we have learned that at the end of the day, when people come to us with any sort of story, the first thing we say is show us the proof. And you guys know this already. If you've ever contacted us before, show us the proof of what it is that you're saying. Because we're not going to just take your word that Jane Doe owes you money. We want to see the proof of the transaction, of what went down, the whole nine yards. And most, most of the times, it's not really that difficult um, to see the proof because people are communicating on WhatsApp on Messenger, and it's pretty easy to flush out exactly what's going on. So this young lady contacted us about being owed um, some money by a person by the name of um, Thelma Ross. Now, um, she said to us, listen, I am a single mother. This is Thelma here. Uh, this person says, Miss Sandy, I am a single mother. I am um, in need of, it's only $85. This person came to my place, purchased a dining room table, and I am in need of um, of the of the money. Now, eighty five dollars might mean nothing to some of us, and to the rest of us, this could mean the difference between someone eating and not eating. And um, you know, this transaction went down on the 29th of October, so it wasn't even like oh, it was just yesterday, and this woman's rushing somebody for her money. This is now one, two weeks going into week number three. And if, listen to me, it's, it's simple. If you owe someone money, okay, then you just pay them. And so Miss Thelma shows up with this story about how she's opening up a daycare center and she's got all these plans. And the woman even threw in because she was moving. So she threw in some books into the mix and said, you know what? These children books could be useful to you if you're going to be opening up um, 
a daycare center. So I have no issues. You balance me $75 on the um, dining room table and I'll throw in a whole batch of books for you for an additional $10, right? So everything is going along smoothly, except this is where you can't trust people. I'm telling you folks, it is to your detriment to trust people. This is the Cayman Islands and a lot of us have been um, really taught in life, I guess, that you know what? People are trustworthy and by and large, they will stick to their words. Well, allow me to be the bearer of bad news and say to you that unfortunately um, in this country and everywhere else in the world, you had better think very, very carefully about trusting anyone at all because the world that we live in, people are just um, not as honest as they used to be. You know, things, big deals used to happen on a handshake and a, yes, this is a done deal sort of situation. Now, not only did you do you need to have it in writing, you better triple check it, double check it, quadruple check it, and don't allow anyone to leave with anything you're selling without the full money in your hand. So let's have a look at the transaction. And like I said, we received all of the screenshots to prove what this woman was saying. So this was not a situation where we had to take her at her word. This was a situation where on the 29th, right? This person says, um, I will do the transfer soon. That's at 2.58 p.m. Okay, so we saw earlier in the conversation, they said they were leaving out. Uh, yes, I will do the transaction soon. Oh, great, no problem. So you've got the dining room table. You're supposed to be on your merry way home to do the transaction. You notice the dining room table is only $175, folks. Okay, only $175. Uh, $75 of that, so in other words, you see a dining room table for $175. I do not know how you only show up with $100. <laughs> and I don't know how, again, people are so trusting that you think, right, I'll take just $100 and then you can sort out the $75. Well, almost three weeks later, um, the $75 was still not, not sorted out. And then we see this lady starting to chase up. Hey, you, brought, you bought my dining room table with the books. I still have not received the $85 that you were short. I was kind enough to let the items go without full payment. Please transfer the $85 today and send me confirmation of transfer to the account above. All right. So th this is in one of those groups on Facebook where you can sell stuff. Um, then the person uh, decided, okay, I'm not getting any response from that. Let me private message Thelma directly on her own Facebook page. Multiple messages, multiple, we see a text message. We see a, um, let me just show you guys here, a Facebook message. Now, to be fair to Thelma on Facebook, if you are not friends with that person, Facebook oftentimes will put it in like a, um, a junk folder area. So you may not actually see the message, okay? Um, but I'm gonna tell you how you see the message. 
Um, okay, so hold on one second here. All right, so here we go. Let me pull up another message. So there were text messages. Um, give me one quick second here, good folks. So yeah, so there were text messages, there were um, Facebook messages, there was even additional phone calls. And additional phone calls hmm, got answered by Thelma's husband, who then proceeded to say, um, that uh, you have the wrong number. So here's a text message. We all know the traditional text message, um, that green coloring that comes up when it's a text message. And this was Thursday, um, October the 29th was the first text message. Again, he's saying, you know, I haven't received the funds. And then there was another one and what would have been um, Thursday, this past Thursday. Hi, I still haven't received $85. Can you please contact me? All of a sudden, this person who in good faith allowed someone to leave their residence without paying the full amount, leaving a balance of $85 is now left ghosted. No communication whatsoever. Another message here. Hey, remember me? Remember the $85? This woman was doing the most to get her money back. Now, here's the thing. This woman is a, um, good morning, Alice and Barbara Darlene. Kenneth is here for it. Big up to GT Central and uh, Kenneth Bryan and everybody else from the crew. So the woman who actually um, sold the dining room table, she is a single mother with several children right? So some of you may think, what's the big deal with $85? But I'm going to tell you the big deal with $85 is when you have mouths to feed. And we have all been in that situation. Listen, there are days that $85 can make the difference between you eating and your children eating and you not eating. So don't sneeze at anything just because it's $85, right? So what we have um, here is someone who is extremely inconsiderate who's ghosting her and who's refusing to answer her messages and feeling like she had no other alternatives, the woman reached out to us and said, hey, are you able to assist me with this situation? We looked at the messages and thought, this is really very open and shut to be quite honest. And um, we posted a post on Facebook saying that Thelma should contact um, that Thelma should contact uh, this woman about the balance for the dining room table. Now, in all uh, fairness, um, in all fairness, um, you know, it is one of these things where we didn't get into all of the nitty gritty of their affair and their business. We just said, listen, uh, just just pay, contact the woman, you know who she is, obviously, um, contact her about the balance that's owed and get this sorted out. So it turns out, quite ironically enough, that Thelma lives in my neighborhood, literally um, doors around the corner from me, and I did not know this. 
So what Thelma decides to do is she decides to um, pick up herself and come to my front door within minutes of the message going up. Now, let me tell you when I say within minutes exactly what I mean. So the message went up at 7.16. Thelma was at my door. Let me tell you the exact time. At um, 7, let me see here. She was at my door at seven, one second, 39. Okay, like I said, I had no clue that Thelma lived in the neighborhood. Literally not even a five minute walk if you walked to Bristley, you could get to her house. There's like a little, um, the road kind of splits in two and there's a little middle section with some homes. Thelma is on the opposite side of that with her house and she obviously knew where I live, whether I knew where she lived or not. So Thelma shows up to my front door and I am in my kitchen cooking and doing my family stuff on a Friday night. And she then proceeds to say, rings the doorbell and I um, see you know someone is there and I said, I'm sorry, I'm actually busy right now. She says, oh, well, can you come out to the front door? And I said, all right, just give me a couple minutes. I'm not knowing you know, who she is or what this is about really. Um, and I go out there to be barraged by um, a profanity-laced situation. Let me show you. Hi. Hi, yes. I don't understand um, why you have me up about um, this, this here. I don't understand this. Let me see now. Some person named Lenny messaged saying that you had owed them some money for a dining room table. Which dining room table? Seventy dollars. Um, hold on one second here now. This is this your Facebook account? Yes, that is my Facebook account. I mean, seventy dollars. I am not working. I just got laid off from Butterfield Bank. I live right across here from you. Okay, my apologies. That, that, that looks like that was cut off a little bit short. Let me tell her come get that fucking seventy dollars and come and bring a change for a hundred blood clot dollars. Can I got a hundred dollars? Let me fucking make my friend go on this and she said this is stay on. All right, folks, so we have we have more footage than that, but it, it looks like the, the, the audio, you have to listen very, very clearly. Anyway, she drops every word in the book, bumbleclot this, F this, blah, blah, blah. Um, her thing is, it's only $70. Tell her to come and get her effing $70 right now. When she first showed up, she actually says, what is this all about? As though she doesn't know, which I think is, is amazing, right? And I said, well, this woman says you her money. She's a liar. She's this and that. She never contacted me. So that's why you see me on my phone actually demonstrating to her how this woman definitely contacted her and how we knew that she showed us the evidence of being contacted. This wasn't a situation where we just took the woman's word for it. She showed us all of the screenshots, all of the conversations. Um, you know, the only thing she couldn't show us because she didn't think, oh gosh, I need to record this is when she called the husband and he said, you got the wrong number. Um, but we had no reason to not believe the woman at that point with everything else that she'd shown us. So we showed her. And she's like, I'm, you know, I've just lost my job. I'm looking for a job. 
um, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, tell her to come for effing money, blah. And I said, okay. And I said, what's, what is your number? I'm going to send her your number so the two of you can contact each other directly. I'm not a messenger. I'm not a go-between. We were contacted by this woman. This woman is a single mother with mouths to feed. And she's saying, you know, be considerate. If you said you were going to pay her the $85 for the balance of the dining room table and $10 for books, why are you at my front door saying, what is this about? And why are you posted up here? Like you're unaware of what this is. She came at my front door in a, um, in a firestorm, upset, cr um, cursing going on, really, really incorrigible. Now, as you can see, and again, the story, the full story will be going up on Cayman Mall Road, I can assure you of that. Um, she was very belligerent. And one thing I know from experiences in life is I stay calm when people are ignorant and belligerent because otherwise it will never, ever end well, All right? So I always have to think about folks, the fact that I have more to lose than um, these persons that, you know, go on like, I don't even know what. So give me one, one quick second here, folks. I see somebody actually walking up to the door who obviously- Someone is at the front door. Yes. Give me one second here. Okay, folks, my apologies for that. So yes, um, you know, I have learned through experience that you don't deflate anger with anger, anger, that will only escalate a situation. So Thelma's upset, I say, cool. Um, here's the situation, you need to contact the other party and resolve this issue on your own. Um, you know, the other party's concerned that you had no intentions of paying her. And by all indications, really and truly, that is exactly what was happening. All right, so I gave them each other's phone numbers, go sort it out. Next thing I know, um, my vehicle shows up with damage. So my vehicle this morning has thousands of dollars worth of damage to it. Someone, and thank God for cameras, Thelma and your husband uh, will certainly need to answer some very serious questions. Decides to throw rocks at my vehicle. Not just small little rocks, some big rocks. And permit me to show you how much damage we are talking about here, folks. Because quite frankly, it is nothing to sneeze at. And this is when you begin to think to yourself, should I have rethought my approach to being calm? Because you know, some people in life are such bullies and they think that everyone is afraid of them. Everyone in this world should be weary of them. They can go around saying and doing anything that they want to people and there will be no repercussions for their uh, actions. That's what they think. And that's what they believe, right? Now, um, some people have a reputation so much so that when this story started to progress over the weekend, 
I had all sorts of people contacting me about um, Thelma. So Angel says maybe she lost her phone and her contact information. Hmm. If that was the case, then no one would have been answering the phone um, saying that um, you've got the wrong number, but that same number can be called days later or almost three weeks later, and then uh, the phone is actually answered. Angel, we can find a lot of excuses for bad behavior when we're ready. What I can't find excuses for is regardless of what you think of a situation, for you to then take it upon yourself to come to my house and damage my property that I worked so hard for. You're talking about you have a job, you lost your job, right? And you're, you're going for interview, supposedly for a job interview today and you've got a mortgage to pay, and you've got this, and you've got that, okay? But yet, you think that it makes sense to show up to somebody's house and damage a, um, I don't even know what year vehicle this is, I think it's a 2017 Mercedes-Benz, where now you think that I'm going to have to fork out thousands of dollars to get this vehicle fixed. You better think again, okay? So they threw rocks at the vehicle, busted out the um, side mirror, um, dented the door of the car itself, dented the, the little metal piece there that connects the window to the door, um, scratched up the actual glass itself. So now you know how this sort of thing works. Um, the entire side mirror is going to have to be replaced. Only God knows how much that will cost. Um, contact Mercedes in Germany. Uh, the door, I don't know if that is replaceable or if they're looking at um, trying to just replace the entire thing or whether it can be repaired. Uh, sometimes you will find that it's actually uh, cheaper to just pull it out <laughs> and to put in a brand new door. So this, this is what I'm looking at folks here. My indicator no longer works, safety issue created. So if I get pulled over by the police now, oh miss, you know, you weren't really using your indicator. What can I say um, except, well, I don't have a working indicator officer. Um, here's how badly the door is dented up. So these are not small rocks that were hurled at my vehicle at quite a speed. And then what ended up happening is they ricocheted off of this area and then ended up here on the back glass as well. So I'm not quite sure you know, how the back glass uh, will fare. The rocks were discovered. We've got cameras all over our property. What I wanna say is this. You know, some people are um, very, very lucky that you have more in life to lose than them. That you have scruples and morals and you have some faith that the right thing will come out of all of this. Because I can tell you with 100% certainty that you guys, a lot of you know exactly who I am right? You know where I have come from. I don't pretend to be um, something that I am not, okay? Before, my name is Sandra Catron. That was a married name. Many of you will know that before that, I am a Rocket. I am a Barnes. I'm a McField, and I'm related to the Solomons. Now, if there is one thing you know about, especially the McFields and the Rockets, is that we don't rump with people, and I don't care where in the Mac field chain you fall 
or we're in the, technically I'm not a rocket because that's my mother's um, first husband, but a lot of people kind of clump us all together. And you will know that we are Georgetowners to the core. Hello, Georgetown Central, Kenneth Bryan, that is who we are folks. And you know, all I'm gonna say is, it takes a lot at times when you have to deal with this level of ignorance not to have that side of the family come out. To not just grab someone and want to thump them properly into the ground. But her and her husband take ignorance to a whole different level. And you have to say to yourself, what do I gain by getting in the dirt and rolling around in mud with swine? You gain nothing but reputational damage yourself. Because then everybody will say, well, Sandy Hill should know better than this. Sandy Hill must take the high ground. And I agree with them, despite how tempting it might be to do otherwise. The audacity of someone who claims that, oh, you know, um, they couldn't pay $70 because, oh, they're concerned about um, paying their mortgage and they don't have a job and they don't have this and they don't have that. Okay, fine. Like I said, $70 can be a lot of money. We've all been there. <laughs> Hello, there were days when $25 was like winning the lottery to me. I'm a poor person. I understand the struggle. Do not get me wrong. What I do not understand is when you do things like you purchase something from someone why are you purchasing something if you ain't got no money, first of all? If you, if you saw a dining room table, folks, for $175 and you know you only have $100 and you're unemployed and you legit don't have the money, why are you purchasing it? Such a simple question. And then why are you showing up at my front door acting like the biggest jackass of the century? Well, what is this all about? Oh, you don't know what it's all about? And then why after all of that does my vehicle show up damaged and we see on camera exactly what's going down. The audacity of people. It's almost like, you know, everyone I've spoken to said, oh, she's such a bully. She thinks she's bigger than anybody. She's better than anybody. And there's always a saying in life that from a very small child, I have been told and I have been, uh, has been ingrained in my head. You think you're bad. There's always someone bigger and better than you and you think you're the bully of the neighborhood, trust me, there are other people who know exactly how to deal with you. Now we're gonna let the system take its course. The police are very much on the job. We have got entire night full of video footage from three and four cameras. All of that will be given to the police as they continue their investigations. It takes a while to download that much footage. Uh, Brandon says, geez, why the bimmer? And you know, Brandon, at the end of the day, it's only a car. And yet she's driving around, someone who can't even find $85 to pay her debt is driving around in a relatively new BMW with um, some speed racer or something, whatchamacallit on it, shows up to pay her outstanding debt in a BMW and talking about your ass is broke. 
The irony of the things that as Caymanians we wish to engage in is just absolutely amazing. Someone said, why did she lose her job at Butterfield? Well, I've heard the stories. We're not gonna get into all that yet, but I have heard the stories. Why did she lose her job as a police officer? Hmm, I've heard those stories too. <sighs> Folks, you have really got to be stupid to do something like this. I gotta be honest with you. The husband apparently is a very ignorant person because after, even after they contacted the woman to pay her money back after that, she left that night, she went on with the most, making the woman feel guilty. Oh, God is going to come for you. Well, some people believe in um, witchcraft and they're always uh, talking about other people and they're going to put their bad mojo on them and oh, God's going to come for you. Listen, listen to me. If you really believe in a God and you have the audacity after your own actions in this situation, talk about God coming for somebody, he should strike you in your effing face right where you stand. Because you are insulting God. You are insulting anything with decency and morality. Absolutely disgusting. All sorts of messages she sent this lady over the $85 about God this and God that and blah, blah, blah. Really? Really? You honestly think that God supports you borrowing money from people and not paying it back? Well, you better read your Bible. You better read your Bible about what God actually has to say. Because the irony of it is after all of this went down, um, you really behind this mall road post for less than a hundred dollars. This is what she sent to the young lady. I was made redundant last month and my husband was waiting for your call. Really? To move you to your new place. Don't know how that happened because the woman said, uh, nope, she never requested that. Um, which would have even out the balance. So... Her husband was waiting for a call for someone he doesn't even know to have them move to their new place. A total stranger is going to allow you to move them into a new place to even out the balance. When was that arrangement made? I'm wondering when we can all see from the messages that in fact, the arrangement was I'm going to transfer you your money. Let us just refresh your memory in case some of you might have forgotten what we saw a couple seconds ago. I will do the transfer soon, it says on October 29th at 2.58 p.m. So how do we go from I will do the transfer soon, right, to all of a sudden you cursing somebody out about, oh, you have the nerves to contact Marud. Okay. And my husband was waiting to hear from you because he was going to move you for the balance. How does that happen? How do you go from that conversation? I'm transferring you your money to this. That don't make no sense. That, oh, we were going to do a barter. My husband was going to move you for the balance of the money. Now, here we go with trying to use the Lord's name 
in the most wicked, wicked of ways. Okay. Um, she goes on to say, remember that you have a child and God is my warrior. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where's my Bible this morning? Lord Jehovah, let me pray. I have an interview next week and you lied to Sandra about reaching out to me. It's okay. Let's meet tomorrow. Was it really a lie, folks? We have all of the text messages. We have the text messages. We have the Facebook messages. We have the Facebook messages within the conversation where the purchase, the, the um, sales group, where the table was bought. What part of this appears to be a lie to all of you? I'm sure we could get this person to also send us a, um, a screenshot of the phone call that was actually made as well. Tell me, where's the lie? Where's the lie? Okay. And now you are a warrior. I see this little lizard crawling on my wall. He's praying for God this morning too. So now you are a warrior and you're going to be covered by God. God does not cover wrong, folks. God does not. You're not a, you're not a warrior of anything but mischief, a warrior of bullying, and a warrior of thievery. The Lord does not hold you up when you do wrong. Don't know what kind of Bible people reading in this day and age. Trust me. Always call down, oh, you must remember you have a child. Really? You think the woman doesn't remember that she has a child? Not only does she remember she has a child. Let me just check my messages here. She remembers that she has children to feed because this is what she said in her initial message. Because perhaps she was embarrassed about reaching out to us for only $100. So she explains herself. And she says um, that I call that number and I'm pretty sure um, it was her husband that answered and said that I had the wrong number. I found her on Facebook, sent her a private message to please transfer the money that she owes. And she goes on to say, I can't believe people can be so dishonest. I don't know what else to do. I've messaged the group admin and she's reaching out to her as we speak. I am a single mother of two. So yes, she has a child. She has two children. I'm a single mother of two and I can't believe someone can be this cool. Uh, I think she meant to say cruel. I'm trying to make it financially with my kids and I really need money. I really need for her to pay this money. All right. So she goes on like that, lunatic at my door, damages my car. And then you think that that would be the end of it because now you know the police are involved. Oh, no, 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 no. Guess what? She is now calling the lady that, um, so she met with the lady on Saturday afternoon. Like I said, drove up in the fancy brand new BMW. Paid the money. Like, oh, you have the nerves to fucking call Sandra about this, blah, blah, blah. And now she is harassing the other woman and calling her about, oh, look at the look at the mess that you have made. Say what? Like I said, where is my Bible? You know, I do have a Bible here. Um, I'm trying to remember where it is at the moment. 
Because most of the time when I need a good Bible verse, I just go online and Google it and read it off of Google. But the Bible is, um, I think I keep it by the nightstand. So it might be in the other room. Because there are times when you feel like you really have to pull out the Bible on somebody. Not that you need to read it to them. Because they're talking about their prayer warriors, they're God's warriors and this and that, or God is their warrior. It's like you want to use it to slap them upside the head, to knock some sense into them. This is what happens. She just got a phone call harassing her, believe it or not. Um, so the police will be notified about that as well. This isn't going to go away now because you uh, know that you've done wrong in more than one situation here. Calling and harassing this woman isn't going to undo the damage that you've done. You see, as Caymanians, now this is where I have a problem with us. And I'm going to be talking about Caymanian employment here in a second. And this is so apropos to what I actually want to then move on to as a real and meaningful discussion. We have a responsibility as Caymanians to do more than quote the Bible. We always think we're in the right no matter what, even when we're in the wrong. Isn't it amazing that all of this has transpired? There's no one to blame for this but her. She has to take responsibility for every single action and every consequence that will come out of this. Okay, so you see something on Ma Road about you that upsets you and you think, well, you know it's true, so I don't, I don't even know why you're trying to front that it's not, but you're upset about it. We're all human beings. I can understand how if somebody posted something about me, in fact, really the only way that I would be upset is if it wasn't true. If, if I know it's true, I'm like, damn, yeah, I'm gonna be annoyed, but shit, somebody called me out. <laughs> Maybe I should do better. But when it's not true, then, then you have a right to go on the way that she did at my front door. When it's true, you need to check yourself. You need to say to yourself, wow, okay. So I kind of messed up. I was supposed to pay this woman her $75, $85. Regardless of the situation, even if it was an honest miscommunication between you and her is what you're claiming, you know, let me just call the woman. I've got her on messenger. I've got her whatever. She could have approached my door. And by the way, the post was taken down after she left, you know, not because of her ignorance and her bullying ways. And I want her to be, understand this very, very frankly, because normally that is when a post stays up. It was taken down because she said, you know what? I'm going to pay this woman her money. And I said, all right, problem resolved. And those of you in my news group will know I sent out a message on the WhatsApp group saying, hey, money's going to be paid, problem resolved, good, everything done. We thought that was the end of the situation because we didn't understand the level of ignorance that we were truly dealing with, right? So we thought, right, done. Everybody goes back to the little corner. You give the woman her $85, you keep it moving. No one would be discussing this this morning. Now you got police involved, thousands of dollars worth of property damage. You talk about you're unemployed. You better start finding your, your money. I'm going to have to play that Rihanna song, folks. And you know which one I'm talking about. I'm not going to be sitting now waiting on my money. I'm not going to be sitting around driving up 
a mashed up car that I can't even turn on my indicator. So all of these things are transpired. You're on the phone right now calling this woman, harassing her as we are having this show. Why? Have you not learned anything all weekend? God is not your warrior. He does not have your back when you do wrong. If you were thinking straight, maybe you would actually realize that God is trying to send you a message that you better shape up because not everyone is going to be bullied by you. Not everyone is going to take your shenanigans. This woman is not afraid of you. She met you at the police station yesterday to collect her money because she did not want any problems with you. Reputational damage, says Louis. <laughs> Some people don't care about their reputation, apparently. Because now it's all over. As a matter of fact, by the time she went to the police station on Saturday to give this girl her money, it was all over the AP system on the police. Because I had other police officers call me like, oh my God, what happened? We hear all over the radio that this person did this and blah, blah, blah. So now her name is all over the place. And the irony is I want to talk today about Caymanians, qualified Caymanians going out there and trying to find jobs that are not being given the opportunity. But it's people like this now, you see? This is where I wanna get real with you guys because I am sick and tired of us as Caymanians not doing the right thing. And when we don't do the right thing, we still sit back and have an expectation that we're going to get the jobs and that people are going to have to give us something because we are owed something in life. I don't care where you come from in this world. I don't care. You could be from swamp. Your mama could be the queen of swamp and your daddy, the king of swamp. You could be a Matt field, a rocket. It doesn't matter who you are. There are rules in this society that you have to play by. And if you decide not to play by those rules, there will be consequences. So Karen is absolutely right. Everything you do, every action has a consequence. You don't think I know this? And so you don't get to be wrong, a thousand percent wrong. And think that despite you being wrong, you're still going to bully people. You're going to threaten people. You're going to talk about God is your warrior. He got you because you're, you are so wrong that the principles of the Bible support people who do the wrong thing. It supports people who don't pay their debts, people who are dishonest, who are liars, who damage other people's property that they work hard for. Because that's what God is all about. And this is what pisses me off about this community. As we want to jump up every day talking about we one day Christians and call down on the Lord to try to spite other people and to do bad things to other people. Yet in our hearts of hearts, some of us are the most disgusting and evil people in the world. We can sit down and talk about other people so wicked. Oh, Jamaicans are wicked and this one is wicked. Really? Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Some of the wickedest people in the world are staring right at you in the mirror. You don't need to go and talk about nobody else. Leave Jamaicans out of it. Leave Hondurans out of it. Leave everybody else out of it. As a matter of fact, leave Caymanians out of it too. Just look in the mirror. Talk about being your own worst enemy, folks.
really and truly. So you know what, Thelma? Stop calling that woman because that's just another police report. That's another charge of harassment under Section 90 of the ICT. I should know. I'm well familiar with the, with the section of the law. Don't pick up the phone and call her again because that's another police report. And it's all raking up against you. It doesn't look good. It's not a good look. And what we're going to do collectively this morning, Cece, Ingrid, Barbara, we all have such, we have really, really important things to talk about. But I wanted to share this with you guys this morning. Number one, to let you know what had transpired and to update you. Number two, I'm not going to be bullied by anybody, whether it's Thelma or a politician, or I don't care who it is. That's not how this works. You don't get to bully me. I have not done anything wrong. Exposing the truth and the underbelly of this country and people who continually refuse to do the right things in a community as small as we are. You do reputational damage, not just to yourselves, but to all Caymanians. You make us all look bad. The next time this poor woman goes to sell something to a Caymanian, they're going to be like, well, I remember my last experience with a Caymanian. They're dishonest people. That's the kind of reputational damage that we get. Oh, the only issue that we care about is fighting gays and lesbians with the Bible. Everything else we believe the good book will support. All of our wrongdoing, we say. Well, that's not the truth. That's not how this works, folks. Stop it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Cow cod, listen. I had to be, like I said, very, very calm over the weekend and just keep a few things in perspective. Number one, I have a family that I'm very blessed to have. Trust me. When I tell you guys that my husband is a good man, listen, if the man jump up and things don't work out and we divorce tomorrow, I could never tell you because I'd be a liar that he's a bad person. He is a very good person. He has a good heart. He's a hardworking individual. He is the best father that I could have ever asked for. He has time for his, I mean, he makes time. He's not the type of person that's going to put friends before family. He has cut friends off because his family has been the most important thing to him. His concern is working to support his family and spending time with his daughter and his wife, and that's it. He don't get mixed up in nothing. He don't mind people's business. He's not out there in the streets. He's not out there drinking and smoking. And you know, he actually has a good heart. He's the type of person who would forgive Thelma. She's not getting forgiveness from me like that. But my husband, he's so kind-hearted. He'd probably forgive her when she pays and sorts out the car. That's the kind of person he is. And so I have to think, right, about the consequences of my actions. Because if I had thumped her with some cow card like she needed or something else I got around the place that would have really fixed her, then it would be me in handcuffs. It would have been me dragged off to jail and all over the news again. And then everybody would have been like, yeah, there goes Sandra. She's definitely going to jail this time. So I have to think, you know, listen, 
First of all, my number one concern is my daughter. I get up every single morning of my life, folks. I work two full-time jobs. Yes, I work for myself, but I've got two full-time jobs. And then I've got a number of side hustles that I do. Okay. So really it's probably more like three full-time jobs and two side hustles. And every little thing that I can do to bring income into my family so that we can eat and we can have a decent place to stay and we can have a roof over our heads, I do it. Every single day, seven days a week, I get up and work hard. Yesterday, I took a nap for like 20 minutes during the day and that felt so good. So when someone like this comes into my space, into my life, despite my desire to probably grab her by the throat and try to choke some godliness and sense into her. I ain't going to jail. I can't go to Fairbanks. I have a daughter and I have a husband that need me right where I am. I have a community that needs me right where I am. Okay. And let us all be very, very truthful here this morning. I know y'all are thinking it, so I might as well say it. I am way too cute for jail. Hello. You know, that's not going to go down well. Not that I wouldn't mind the free braids and everything that I might be getting in my hair, but Lord, I can't survive prison with all this cuteness. Cece, thank you so much. Kizzy, good morning. Oh gosh, you're late. Well, you missed a lot. You're going to have to go back and uh, do some backtracking. Mark says, no, she was on your property. Good morning, Gadielle. You joined us late. Um, Mark is having a good look. Uh, oh yes, Darlene, thank you for reminding me about Coco, poor Coco. Um, Coco would not like me to go away. Um, Ravina says, don't worry, the bad-minded people that would say that you're going to jail. Child, you know how many people sitting down praying for that every day? Poor them. Um, <laughs> Mark says, don't drop the soap. Lisa says, orange is not your color. Well, it might be, I do have an orange, um, CMR shirt. And everybody loves that shirt when I have it on. But yeah, jailhouse orange, definitely not for me. So that is the update, folks, on how my weekend was. Like I said, I am uh, remaining as calm as I can be in the circumstances. And I am working very, very closely with the police. And by the way, let me do a shout out to the RCIPS. Because, you know, sometimes they take a lot of flack. And, you know, I always try to be fair in my assessment with them. So the officers that I have had to deal with that who ha haven't had any sense, um, of course, I call them out for not having any sense. It is what it is, right? Um, but that does not represent the entire force. And like I tell people, I always say this, it only takes a small batch to, um, to really um, mess up, you know, everything for everyone. So I'm not really surprised um, by that. By the way, folks, there is an accident by, let me see where this is, um, by Island Companies Truck and an Audi. So there is an accident in the vicinity of the airport. So if you're traveling in that area, um, please avoid it because it looks like there's some, some incident going on there now that's causing some traffic delays. Mark says, Ma Road, Fairbanks edition. Big up yourself, Mark. Um, yes, I mean, 
I'm sure to be quite honest that the women uh, at Fairbanks would probably love to have me there because um, oftentimes they call me about some of the stuff that they're having to endure and having to go on. So maybe they might think, hey, having Sandy come and spend some time with us in prison, then she can see it firsthand for herself in terms of exactly what is happening here. But there's gotta be a better way for me to know what's happening at Fairbanks than going there myself. Uh, so that's my motto, folks. I have no interest in actually um, living out any of my time in jail. You know, I have worked too hard, folks. And I'm going to say this um, now with a degree of certainty, because, you know, I'm joking about um, having people braid my hair in jail. Um, listen to me. I said to you guys earlier that I know the struggle. I, like most Caymanians, have come from nowhere. You know, it is, it is what it is. You know, there was no silver spoon in my mouth. There was probably barely a plastic spoon in my mouth. Okay. Uh, no one gave me anything. I had to work through multiple scholarships, um, working a full-time job, doing all sorts of things to even get my first degree behind me. So I understand the struggles of not knowing where your next meal come from is coming from. I understand the struggles of buying a $15 pizza in university and having it shared by 10 people. And those are the big extra large pizzas you know, that were made by the pizza joints around the university because they knew that a lot of college students were kind of, you know, living hand to mouth and barely made it, making ends meet. And you could have a slice or two of pizza, you throw in your $2 and at least you could eat. It, it is what it is. So I'm not here to, to thump my nose at anybody and to look down at anyone. But at the same time, you know, when you've worked this hard to get where you are, to actually have something, I tell people, people are like, oh, you have such a nice house and you got such a nice car. No, no, no. The bank has it. Okay. You just make sure you pay your bills. You will have access to it. You can live in that house as long as you want once you pay your mortgage. So I don't own the house. The bank owns the house. But every month, you know what the bank is saying? The bank is saying the same thing that Rihanna is saying. You better have my money because then otherwise you're going to be out on the street. The car, you better have my money, says the bank. Are you going to be carless? You're going to be walking and taking the bus. So as long as you have decent credit and you pay your bills, then the bank will allow you to borrow their money to have the things that you can have. But don't get it twisted. And this is why you should never begrudge other people. When you see people at stuff, you don't know how they get it. I know how I got mine. I know how hard I get up every single day. Even the days that I don't feel like it. Right now, I've got a headache. I've got a sinus headache. You know, there are days that I don't want to do any work. You know how many days I don't want to write nothing from all road? I don't want to put up content. You know, the people that call me who have had all sorts of negative things to say about me in the past, but yet when it's their time of need, they're like, oh, I need you to get my story out there. You think I'm saying to them, oh, you're the same bitch who was saying this and that about me. You think I'm going to help you now? No. Our motto here at Cayman Mall Road is we try to help everyone. Once you're in the right, you can't be in the wrong and expect us to help you. But when you're in the right, we will highlight your issues and we will help the people in this community. That is what we do. And so it really breaks my heart. And yes, the husband cursed me out too. 
come off my way, Bumba Claude Foon and this and that. And I'm thinking, wow, he must be the king of like Tivoli Gardens or something. And we can pick up. Listen, I'm married to Jamaican man, but I do understand when my Caymanian counterparts say, boy, we can sure pick him. Because most of them not picking a caliber of what my husband is by no stretch of the imagination. We will divorce good people, good men, and mess up those relationships and go pick up some of the dirtiest things on the planet. Nobody now want them, not even in Jamaica. No, sir. They come here and they bring us down to their level. They degrade us with the dirtiness and then this and that. You think you're a big person because you can drop the BBC word? You can talk about your bamba clot and your this and your that? Who don't know them words? What, what? So what? We can curse you right into the ground too. And so what? What does that accomplish? Who does that make you? Nobody. That's who that makes you. A nobody. A nobody who's trying to talk foolishness um, about God is your warrior. God ain't your warrior, honey. God not into them kind of business, though. God don't believe in foolishness. Using the Lord's name in vain. That's what that is. Calling on the Lord for all the wrong reasons. All right, folks, let's move on to our topic this morning of unemployment. Now, listen to me very, very carefully because this story that I'm about to tell you is going to knock your socks off. You thought that your socks was knocked off before. However, what you are going to now come to understand is that there are things in the Cayman Islands that are so shocking and so surprising that even me, I am even shocked and surprised at, um, what has transpired. So there was a young lady and everybody in this community knows this young lady. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring up her photo here. This is Miss Sylvia Wilkes. And for the record, I want to say that Sylvia has not complained to Cayman Mall Road. She was not the one who brought us this story. You know the irony of it? I'm gonna tell you how life is so ironic, right? I saw Sylvia's comment, which I'm gonna show you guys here in a second, on Facebook. And I thought to myself, wow. Imagine Sylvia did not get a job. And at the time, I didn't connect the two situations. But Sylvia did not get a job. And here Sylvia is defending the works department, which you know they're now responsible for. You have to register your jobs with them. And um, they are the ones who are supposed to ensure that qualified Caymanians get employment. All right, well. Here's the thing, Sylvia writes the following, and I want you guys to read this very, very carefully. And then I was able to connect and put together the pieces.
Here we go, folks. This is November the 12th, just the other day. I'm willing to use my skills as an employment ombudsman or advocate. After learning yesterday that the last position I interviewed for was offered to an expat with a high school diploma and nail tech certificate, I was a bit reassured today when the works, which is the workforce opportunities and residency um, command department is heading in the right direction. The problem is they're overwhelmed with unemployed clients and I'm not sure they have enough clout or time to enforce fair employment practices. So let me quite tell you what's going on here now. Sharon is too nice for her own good. Sylvia, my apologies. I was reading Sharon's comment and accidentally said Sharon. Um, Sylvia is too nice for her own good and let me tell you why I say that. First of all, the job is in fact um, one of the situations where Sylvia is more than qualified for the job. Oh, well you say, well how, how the heck does Sandy know that? Because folks, I want to read you the job description and then I want to talk about Sylvia's qualifications. So the job that she applied for is a senior counselor at Kay's Foundation. Now you guys will remember that we are all too familiar with the Kay's Foundation because we've highlighted here on Cayman Mall Road a number of stories about them. So remember now um, Kay's Foundation is the foundation that the Bonaventure Home and the Francis Bodden Home falls under, and they are responsible for the care of our children who are at risk. So sometimes children are placed in the Case Foundation because um, they're giving a little bit of trouble. So they're troubled offenders. Other times, they are placed in the home and the care of the government because this is government um, housing because they um, are in a situation that is very dangerous for them. So what do I mean by dangerous folks? This is where, um, oops, my apologies. This is where children might be in a home where they are being abused. Um, and I've got to tell you, one of these days we have to dissect what is actually happening at the Caves Foundation because I have a real issue with how it operates. You shouldn't take children who are being molested, for example, in a home and who are they themselves a danger at danger in their homes and mix them with problem children in the same environment, in the same home. It makes no sense from a clinical perspective. They need to have separate homes to accommodate different situations. And trust me, this government can afford it. All governments for the past 30 years can afford to have that arrangement. Their care is different. The type of environment they need to be in is different. But instead, they just throw them into the Francis Bodden home, the Bonaventure home, treat them like mini criminals, and then wonder why they all turn out to be legit criminals as adults. Fundamentally, there is a problem with the system. We are not there in that conversation yet. Today, we're gonna talk about the employment situation. So our little friend, Sylvia, 
taking out for works. Now, I'm not going to take out for works because I'm going to tell you what is wrong with the system. This doesn't mean that the people who work in works are bad people. I don't even think that they have the power to do what they need to do. And today we're going to talk about the Marriott's of the world, the Tillies of the world, the Rich Carlton's of the world, who I received complaints about just over the weekend about them firing Caymanians first during COVID and continue to fire Caymanians and allow others to stay on the job. Let's look at some of the credentials, folks. First of all, big shout out to Miracle Brokers. You guys know that we are in the middle of trying to help people um, hit by Hurricane Ita. They're about to get hit again by Hurricane Iota. But at the end of the day, it's organizations like the Lions Club of Grand Cayman, there are numerous churches. Um, I think there's a Tabernacle Church in Eastern Avenue who stepped up to the plate. A lot of good organizations are coming forward to help. Shout out to Miracle Brokers. I understand that although they don't um, have a route to Honduras in terms of shipping, they are providing a container or two for people to then utilize um, to load up the goods and to be able to send them overseas. So you know what? We support people here on Cayman Mall Road who support our communities. Yes, they're obviously a business, but they are 100% Cayman-owned business. And so I want to give them a quick shout out. And do not forget that if you're a Filipino national, if you're family to Filipinos, you can also send your packages um, to the Philippines. They do an entire container load. They've got boxes. I think it's a flat rate of like $65 up to 200 pounds. You cannot beat that. The Philippines has been hit now, ironically, twice as well in two weeks by a typhoon a super typhoon and then a typhoon, which is their equivalent of like a category four and two storm, I believe. And so they're also in need. So let me just take a quick commercial break to give Miracle Brokers their props and shout out to them. And we'll be right back after this quick message. Magandang araw po mga kababayan, Joy Anglin po. Nabili na po ba ninyo ang dish pack ng Miracle Brokers? Up to 200 pounds, kaya pong ilagay dito. Halina po kayo, Christmas na sa Pilipinas, tamang-tama po para sa mga ate at kuya. Halina po kayo dito sa Miracle Brokers. Miski ano, pwede pong ilagay dito sa box. Pwera lang po ang jowa nyo. Contact us at 949-5989 or email us at info at Miracle Brokers. Alright, big up yourself there, Miracle Brokers. So listen to this, right? Kay's Foundation advertises a job. Now you guys, you know, I'm human here. You got to tell me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. You can't mix wrong and right. Uh, salary scale, 41000 to $56,000. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's a good salary. Um, this is the Children and Youth Services Foundation invites the applications for senior counselor, Therapeutic community involves overall supervision and day-to-day -day responsibility for leadership of youth support workers and team leaders in the girls' unit to ensure they are accountable. Mm. So this is a senior position. Uh-huh. All right. That's why the salary is going to reflect it. And that is why uh, the job description should be reflecting it. 
So they say that you have to have a high school diploma or equivalent required, an associate or bachelor's degree in a human resources field such as psychology, youth development, social counseling, I'm sorry, social work, counseling or criminal justice would be an asset and at least five years experience working in a residential therapeutic community for youth with at least two years experience um, in a leadership role. Mm. Okay. So Sylvia apparently applied for this job. Now, like I said, um, when I saw Sylvia's post on Facebook about works being overworked and trying their best, I actually commented on it and said, I'm not so sure that that is uh, the props that I'm going to give them. Not realizing that Sylvia had applied for this job. Now, you know, you, you guys know I keep my eyes on the Case Foundation. They've got our at-risk students and they're doing the most in terms of really not doing the best job at all. Too much fraternizing, too much people sleeping with each other. They're going on with shenanigans and not focusing on the young people in their care. Okay. So when I piece it together now, because somebody's like, I saw you comment on Sylvia's post. You do know where she applied. And I said, no. Well, she didn't say, and I didn't really think about it. She applied for this job at Case Foundation. Now, Sylvia has obviously a high school diploma. She's got a bachelor's degree. She's got a master's degree. In fact, Sylvia is working on her PhD. Stop it. I know those of you are now thinking, I must be crazy. Here is the most amazing part. Sylvia has actually worked at the Case Foundation previously. She has done... Um, is it Keys Foundation? I thought they pronounced it like K-Man, Keys Foundation. I see Darlene has it um, spelled a little bit differently. So they, they spell it C-A-Y. So I think it's like K-Man, Keys Foundation. So anyway, listen to me. She has worked at this facility in the past. Sylvia has committed her life to working with youth programs. She's always hosting a youth camp during the summer, youth empowerment program. She has done the most. I don't even know how Sylvia finds the time to do it. And so when I heard that a woman with three years experience, let us go back to the job now because we want to make sure we got the sus. She has... I don't even know if she got a high school diploma, maybe, but she, um, let's go back to Sylvia's message. Sylvia says, yes, she has a, she's an expat Jamaican lady, high school diploma and a nail tech certificate. So you see this job description asking for all these different things here, folks. This is a big fat lie. Oh, they want you to have at least five years experience working in social environments, at least five years experience working in a residential therapeutic community for youth with at least two of those working in a leadership role. 
because the reason why they're asking for all of that is because this is a senior position. It says senior counselor, folks. So now you need to break it down to me and explain to me how you go from asking for all of that to hiring someone who only has the bare minimum of high school diploma, does not have any of the other credentials, has worked at the Case Foundation for three years as a run-of-the-mill person. So in other words, she was not in a leadership position. And she gets promoted to this senior counselor position. Now, listen, folks. This is where we need to pick some sense out of nonsense here. Because all of this is a bunch of nonsense to me. How does this happen? How is it possible that a job description can say you need to have a high school diploma and associates or bachelors would be preferred, it would be an asset, but at the very least, you need to have five years experience working in a residential home with at least two of those in a leadership position. Hmm. So my sources inform me that she got hired as a team leader from being a nail tech. Don't ask me how that happens in the Cayman Islands. And here you have now a Caymanian who comes along who is definitely well-suited for the position, well-qualified, and they still take someone with the better qualifications and gives the opposite person the job. Now, the person started as a youth support worker. Okay. Um, and I understand that they've been there for three years. Then within a year or so, she was promoted to team leader. Now, let me tell you what the rumors are, folks. The rumors are that at the Case Foundation, you get promoted in the right direction if you're sleeping with the right people. And I have every reason to believe that, okay? Because that is actually what is happening. Multiple people have told me that. It is one big fat orgy with this one sleeping with this one, that one sleeping with this one. Mr. Sidney, who is no longer here, remember he left? They didn't renew his contract and he left after a young man drowned in his care, a Caymanian child. And then he attempted to blame everyone but himself. He took no responsibility. The man did nothing. Listen, I sat in court and I listened to court proceedings. I listened to him give testimony on the stand where he blamed everybody else, the politicians, 
the chief officers? Well, why didn't they do it? They weren't holding anybody accountable. Policy things that he was hired and paid good money to work on, he did nothing. And after he left the position, he sat in a court of law and said that was not his job to have policy in place. And if he wasn't doing his job, he said nobody ever told him he wasn't doing his job. So the chief officers that fall, that the Case Foundation fell under or continue to fall under, were not doing their job with Mr. Sidney. I say today to you folks that they're still not doing their jobs and no one is holding them accountable. We did an expose, folks, on the Case Foundation where we talked about who was sleeping with who. You need to put a chart together to figure it all out. And those people are getting promoted because they're sleeping with the right person. If you ain't sleeping with somebody up in there and you're a Caymanian, you're not going anywhere. Believe me, I know. Multiple employees and multiple children who've been in that organization have spoken to me about the shenanigans that are going on there. And it's unbelievable that that place is still in operations. It's unbelievable that nobody has shut them down. So this woman gets a promotion. There's no proper HR department. There's no proper oversight. The manager, Denise there, she does whatever the heck she wants. You know what she's known as by the girls who live there? The lying manager, because she lies so much is what they say. So folks, you don't need, don't let Case Foundation lie to you when you see this job description. You don't need any of those credentials. You don't need the education. You don't need the experience. You don't need to know anything about therapeutic work unless you consider nails therapeutic. So again, here's the job description, folks. I'm not making up the job description. It's in black and white. And yet we see a qualified Caymanian, folks. Another fine example. A qualified Caymanian, okay? Who could have well done this job. Years of youth services work. Most of her professional career have been working with youth. All of the credentials. Hardworking. Working on her doctorate degree. Loves to work with children. Has the interest of our children at heart. And yet they promote a Caymanian into the position, or my, my apologies, they promote an expat worker into the position. Probably 90% of their workforce folks are Jamaican workers. And let me tell you something, and now listen to me, I'm not trying to put down Jamaicans, but I'm gonna tell you the God's honest truth, is Jamaicans look out for each other. And who can blame them? Everybody does it, except Caymanians. <laughs> you come to this country, right? Whether you're Filipino, a Honduran, a Jamaican, you're from the UK, you're Irish, 
Ring, ring. Hello, Liv. Mm, what's, what's going on? Yes, I've got a job here. It's coming up. Put in your application. I'll ensure that you get the position. All right. Okay, love. Everybody does it. Everyone comes here, gets a foot in the door, and then helps their own from back home. It's human nature. And I'm not going to kill anybody for doing it because if the system allows them to do it and there's nothing to stop it, of course they're going to do it. This is where I have a bone to pick with works. Works. What are you doing by way of enforcement to ensure that this does not continue to happen? Now, it's most egregious in my opinion that the offender in this case is the Cayman Islands government. Kay's Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was set up by the Cayman Islands government. It is owned by government to run and to operate the two government homes. They have oversight from the ministry. They have a board that is government appointed. They have a chief officer. The same Sidney Williams that was sitting on the stand in court, throwing government, throwing the politicians, throwing the chief officer, even the board of directors. He was so busy going to church with the chairman of the board and smooching with him to ensure that there were no questions asked about his performance ever and why there was so much fraternizing at that facility, why everyone was sleeping with everybody else there, that, you know, no real work could get done. Our children are in this home trying to commit suicide. Some of them are literally hanging themselves by the bedsheets. And no one is thinking, uh, maybe we need an overhaul at this facility. This facility can't be working. Employees who have no history of demonstrating that they even like children. Children pay attention, folks, and they know. They hear the whispers. They hear the staff talking about them behind bad doors, behind closed doors, about how bad they are. Okay, man, and children, not no good. Well, you know what? If they would actually hire a Caymanian to run that facility, if they would actually hire more Caymanian staff who have an interest in what happens to those children, maybe they could start to get some results, some positive results that would not mean that 99% of them are going to end up in jail. Maybe they would start getting people like Miss Sylvia. Hmm. Who has 30 years experience working with young people, six years in a residential facility, Kay's foundation. She worked for Kay's and left there in a senior position. She has a bachelor's in the theology, minor in guidance counseling, she has done her practicum in Jamaica at two residential homes. And she has a master of science in marriage and family studies. And is currently working on her doctorate 
in, I forget the exact area now. Oh, strategic leadership with an emphasis on global consulting. Come again. Case Foundation, once again, you have got some explaining to do. I do not understand this. How do you justify hiring a former nail tech with just three years experience in your facility over a qualified Caymanian? Why are you not listening to your children at the facility? I wanna ask this question of the board. Have you ever done an exit interview or decided to do exit interview of the children in your facility? As the board, leave the management out of it. They should not be the ones to conduct the exit interview. Hear what your residents are thinking. Whatever happened to the investigation after a story broke? Um, let me just go back and see when that story was. Whatever happened to the investigation at Kay's Foundation that was supposed to come out as a result of our story back in November of last year, ironically, almost a year ago. Supposed to be under investigation after a whistleblower placed on leave. Okay, folks, what do you think has happened? Not a thing. That's what? Not a thing. Hmm. Go back to this story, folks. Sydney Williams, the general manager, making uh, over $8,000 a month, given gas allowance. He comes in with a criminal record. This is what they want instead of qualified persons like Sylvia with 30 years experience working with children and six in a residential home in a senior position. No, 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 no. They want Mr. Sidney, who has a criminal record of his own, for multiple offenses that we were able to find. Yes, they date back to the 80s and 90s, but who cares? You mean to tell me you can't find a qualified person without a criminal record to run the Case Foundation? Burglary, forced entry in a residence, larceny. By the way, the burglary charge was felony charges. Felony larceny, misdemeanor larceny, misdemeanor embezzlement. This is what they want to hire. Hmm. The then chief officer, Doreen Whitaker, knew about this at the time of his hiring and simply ask him to give them a letter explaining what this was about for them to put on file. So he's hired into the position. Then what does he do? Well, in typical fashion, what did I just say? People hire their friends, family members and so on. So he hires his wife. Now, I don't know how many of you think that this could ever, ever be correct. But this is ridiculous. You come in running the Case Foundation and you are permitted to hire your wife, create a position for her. Listen to how ridiculous the things are that are happening at the Case Foundation. Hire a position for her. Okay. 
put her on the night shift so she can sleep through the night and do absolutely nothing and pay her because uh, now she's the manager at the Bonaventure home in the night shift. And I think she was making uh, over $3,100 a month. They were doing so well financially that they could now turn around and start building their dream home overseas. Well, why not, folks? You're making, what, $11,000, $12,000 a month combined? Why not build your dream home? And you're getting a car allowance, this allowance, whatever. <sighs> Listen, came out in, wake up. It is so bad that they would eat all of their meals at the home. So there are restaurants and good corporate citizens who at times will be like, you know what, these poor kids barely get a decent meal. Like, you know, a fancy meal. So every once in a while, they would say, you know what? Order from us as a restaurant, order in the house. You know what Sydney would do? Oh yeah, send me a steak and a lobster dinner. You think it was the children at the boys and girls home who were eating steak and lobster dinner? No, it was not them. Melita says, boy, you can hear some foolishness. <laughs> Listen, this is just the icing on the top. Gadiel says this happens to Caymanians, the qualified Caymanians, every single day. And it has been happening for years. Nothing will change until we get these fake-ass politicians out of office. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. Because Gadiel, I agree with you. Who was it that, that just was saying that the fish stinks from the top? Or um, the fish stinks from the head? I just saw that comment somewhere. Um, yes, Aliano says the fish rots from the head down. We are the victims of incomp incompetence and nothing is going to change until we drag these clowns through the streets by their nuts. Bad minded to allow outsiders to run this country because what they have money and we are substandard low life. Listen, this is not even a situation of these people having money, Aliano. This male tech ain't nobody. She not come here with no credentials. She not got no money. All she came here with is knowing that the Kays Foundation is being ran as a Jamaican operative and everyone there, practically the vast majority, I think it's only one or two employees that are not Jamaicans. Everyone there is a Jamaican. Let me refresh your memories. Like I said, from this very extensive article, talk about the nepotism. So not only does Cindy hire his wife, to work as a supervisor and team leader at Bonaventure and the position specifically created for her, right? Ordering food on the dime of the home to the point where some of the restaurants started to not send any food because they're like, why are these kids eating lobster all the time? It wasn't the kids, it was the manager who was ordering the steak and lobster dinner for himself not even using his $8,000 from his salary or the wife's $3,000 to pay to feed themselves, they're eating off of the back of government. Nepotism at its height is happening at that organization. 
So we have several foreign husband and wife teams that have been hired into the organization that include managers and line staff. So this is back in 2019, a year ago, and nothing has changed yet, folks. Denise Williams Watson is the manager of Francis Bodden, and her husband, O'Neill Watson, worked as a line staff at Bonaventure. Pay attention to the nepotism, folks. Pay attention. This is like classic. Tamara Williams, who is a senior counselor at Francis Bodden, and her husband was also at Francis Bodden under her as a team leader. You ever heard of such a mess? Jesus. It keeps getting better. And then he was promoted. This is back in November of last year. The article says he was recently promoted and transferred to Bonaventure. Now, you guys can imagine having to supervise your own husband on the job. Well, depending on what kind of husband he is, he might have it very good in the job or he might be the unluckiest man in the world. Either way, that type of nepotism should never be allowed. Your direct report should never be your spouse. And in most places, it would never be any sort of a first degree family member. Now I know Cayman small, yeah, so sometimes it's hard, but this isn't a case where these are Caymanians. These are people that we are importing in. So much so, I want you to pay attention to this. He was transferred last week, again, this is back in November, 2019, after the investigation was supposedly launched, an investigation that we've heard nothing about, no reports, no nothing. Hmm. Another spouse was hired at the home after he was forced to resign from his prison job when a young lady was murdered on prison property. You guys remember that little Sabrina Shern was murdered by a prisoner at the prison farm. And one of the officers who was there that day, supposedly watching these prisoners, now works for Kay's foundation. So he was forced to resign from his position back in 2009 because of the situation, because of the murder. And what does he do? He's in charge of supervising um, and hired as a youth support worker and then was promoted to team leader at the Caves Foundation. It gets better. He got another promotion last year, November, when he was promoted to senior counselor at Bonaventure. And you know what his qualifications are? Nothing. So much so that his coworkers say that he can barely read and write. By the way, this nail tech that they just hired over Sylvia can also barely read or write. You know, writing reports would be part of a supervisory job because you're supervising other members of your team. 
Remember Sydney and his wife? I was just telling you guys about that nepotism. General manager's wife never worked weekends. Everybody's supposed to work shifts. She was only permitted to work the night shift and never on a weekend. Allegations of employees sleeping with each other, having sex at the home and off-site. Now you would have thought that after we reported of employees in the special unit group room, the laundry room and the storeroom having sex, that they would have all been like, okay, we need to stop this fraternizing. No more sex with each other. Let's just cut it out. We're not gonna do it anymore. But guess what? When you can do it and get away with it, you will continue to do it. And that is still happening to this day. There are accusations that this young lady who got the promotion is a little too close to someone else in the organization, another man who was instrumental in helping her get the job. Wow. Of the 16 staff members back in 2019, only two were Caymanians and three persons have residency. Mind you, in, in due course, all 16 will have residency and eventually become Caymanians because, you know, when you work for government, that's how it works. So poor Sylvia, someone just sent me a WhatsApp message and they said, places like Kay's Foundation shy away from hiring people like Sylvia because she will do things properly and it's a threat to their shenanigans. Sylvia is very, I don't know what that word, Sylvia something, is very well run, the whole foundation, so she is also a threat to the top. So, so sad. Hmm. This is what is also being reported by our other sources about the current manager, Denise. Remember, she was mentioned in that article. She still works there. Not a thing has happened. Uh, they were found, by the way, I'm going to put the link here for this story so you can go back and read it. Videos of alcohol on the premises. Alcohol is never supposed to be on the premises of the um, girls' home or the boys' home, anything owned by Kay's Foundation. Not only was alcohol on the premise, folks, but we have video footage of the alcohol on the premise. Here's the link. Go read it for yourselves. Uh, brought in by Denise Watson, the same manager. Placed in the pantry for weeks. Residents and employees observed her bringing the alcohol there. One of the teen residents said, you're not supposed to have alcohol in the house and was responded to with a smile. And by the way, the one or two Caymanians that they have there, they do the most to try to get them out the door. The way that the residents are treated, oh God, that could be a whole other expose on its own. Telling some of the female girls that their pom pom is fat. And when someone said that to them, the same Denise 
Williams Watson laughing. These things have been reported, folks, and nothing is done about it. We see evidence of uh, workers giving residents rides in their private vehicles. Poor Risco Batten, 14 years old, lost his life at the facility after Sydney said that there was no policy in place, no swing policy, no nothing. Sending unqualified workers out to take children out for water sports when they themselves can't even swim. No swimming lessons for the staff. No confirmation. If they say they can swim, how do you confirm it? Well, they barely want people with credentials and qualifications, so not surprised. 2002, the Case Foundation was established as a private government-owned company mandated to operate and manage two residential homes. Can you believe that their website, as of last year, I've not been on the website since, but their website had not even been updated. I've got something in my eye, folks. To reflect anything, they took a template and the template still was blank. So the Keynes Foundation gets all sorts of money from government and they can't even pay to have a proper website put up about their facility. It gets better. Denise, the same Denise manager, buying children out by getting pedicures for them and allowing the children to go home even when they have not made the points to do so because they have a point system where if they behave and they do their chores and they do certain things, they earn points. But she wants to keep them quiet. So all of a sudden you get manicures and pedicures and you can go home on the weekend, although you've not earned your points so that they can be on her good side instead of to have that place cleaned up properly. Words to describe it, toxic. Toxic managers, toxic team, hurtful part, hurtful place to um, hurtful place to work. Denise herself had few qualifications. She came from the Anglican preschool as an assistant teacher with only a child care certificate, no counseling experience, nothing to do with youth workers and troubled teens, nothing of the sort. So we are back to square one here, folks. Works, I can't give you a pat on your back because you're also run by the Cayman's government. And if the Cayman's government themselves are not doing right by their own people. So if a government agency and a government department are not hiring, hiring qualified Caymanians, and I've named numerous examples before, there was a famous case of Sheena Ebanks, now they've settled that, so poor Sheena is under gag order, but we know they did wrong. So all of that has happened. Time and time again, government does this kind of shenanigan. How can government then turn to the private sector 
and say to private sector, well, you have an obligation to hire qualified Caymanians first, because that's what the law says when we are not doing it ourselves. How can government turn to the Marriott and say, mm, we don't think you should be firing Caymanians right now during the COVID pandemic when you have expat workers here and work permits that should be let go. This COVID situation is such that everyone is gonna have a negative impact on their GDP, on their bottom line, on their economy. Caymanians should not be suffering the most in their own country when others are able to remain in a job, in a position on a work permit. That makes absolutely no sense. And I agree with Darlene 100%. This lies squarely on the shoulders of government. And you know what? The politicians, until the politicians say, enough is enough, and start closing off certain jobs. Listen, works and fire department, you can't hire anybody but Caymanians. You know what we need to start really seriously considering? Making the real estate profession, most management jobs in government, Caymanians only. Now, I'm not here as an advocate for Caymanians just because I'm a Caymanian or just for the sake of, oh, we need Caymanians because as you all know, I will call out my own people. I'll be the first person to say this is a bunch of BS. You guys are wrong. You can't do this. Caymanians, as I said this morning, many of us are our own worst enemy. So we can't do wrong and expect to get right. I will never be that person. I'm not going to be the person who's going to say to you, well, Caymanians should be getting jobs no matter what. No, I'm the person who's going to say to you that when Caymanians are qualified, they're more qualified than their counterparts. They have more experience, more degrees. They care more about certain things in the situation like Kay's Foundation. Having a good heart and caring about those children is what should matter, as well as having the other credentials. And that simply has not happened. And the nepotism, the improper relationships we have highlighted almost a year ago, November, I think it was the 25th of last year, and supposedly an investigation has been underway. Nothing has come of it. Nothing has happened. Darlene, I agree with you. Shut down the Case Foundation government and start from scratch. Hire someone like a Sylvia. And you know what? If Sylvia goes in there and does the wrong thing and doesn't perform and doesn't do her job, we'll highlight her just like anybody else. We're not here to play favorites. We are here to say that the more qualified individuals should be the ones to get a job. You know how and this is where now someone like Sylvia is way too soft. Sylvia is too nice for her own good. Trust me. 
she is saying that, oh, you know, works is overworked. They're not overworked, Sylvia. They ain't got nothing to do. They're not overworked. They launched this new job portal system and had so many issues that I do not even know where to begin. Everybody was like, this system is horrible. It ain't working. The people who have been in works for years who should be professional headhunters, they should be able to look at a job description and know exactly the kind of candidate that an employer needs, continue to send employers, people who are not even qualified for the job. Nice enough people, but simply not qualified for the job. It's horrible. So I can't give Sylvia, poor Sylvia, she says the problem is they are so overwhelmed with unemployed clients. Well, they wouldn't be overwhelmed with unemployed clients if they gave qualified people like you the job. <laughs> that would be one less person in the system. I don't think that they're overwhelmed at all. I think that they need to get it together. They need a political mandate that says enforcement. We keep seeing these fake job advertisements. Remember the one the other day that had all of these um, credentials that the person claims that they wanted? They wanted everything from barmaid to housemaid to accountant to lawyer to I mean, the job description was so utterly disgusting and ridiculous. And they were only going to pay you $6 an hour. And yet we seem to think that everybody in this country was talking about that job description. Everybody in this country saw it. Did work see it? Does work care? Did works do anything about it? You understand what I'm saying? This is where I can't give them no right. Look at this. Seeking a supervisor for private family in Grand Cayman to handle all household, financial, estate, general administration matters. Applicant must have a college degree. Also requires a legal and financial background with at least 10 years of professional business experience knowledge of US tax obligations and ability to audit financial documents. So they want you to be a CPA because that's what the only type of person that can audit financial documents. Um, know about tax obligations, legal background, 10 years professional business experience, financial estate and general administration, must have strong written and oral communication skills, human resource training, and preferred experience in elderly needs and care must be physically fit. So you better have all of that. Plus we want you to run around the block. So be physically fit and able to assist in the lifting, lifting of what? <laughs> I don't know. And must be able to work days and or nights. What are you lifting exactly? They didn't even, they're so smart and want so many qualifications that they can't even tell you what you're lifting. And they want you to work days and night, including Sundays and all holidays. And the salary is only $6 per hour. Hmm. With 
possible potential housing contribution. So all of that and $6 per hour. And do you believe that work stepped in and uh, said anything about this post? Part of work's mandate now that the new agency has come together is they are supposed to have enforcement officers who look at ads like this and say, no, 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 no. Don't you dare think about putting in a work permit application for this position. Because trust me, there will be no Caymanian in their right mind, employed or not, who has all of those qualifications and would turn around and work for $6 an hour. There are sales clerks folks with a high school degree or not even. who are not gonna work for $6 an hour. This is the height, as Gadiel said, so there are a bunch of clowns. This is the height of clown foolery, of stupidity. And when our agencies like work allow such a job description to be even published in our newspapers, it makes you wonder what is happening in this country. You know why they can publish it? because they must have published it before and actually got a work permit approved. They must have gotten away with it. That's the only thing in my mind that makes any sense, that they could have the audacity to put something like that together. They already have somebody for the job and it's a work permit holder. They have no intentions of hiring a Caymanian folks. I have seen it time and time and time again. And so Sylvia doesn't want anybody to look bad, but Sylvia, our government has pie all over their faces. The politicians should be ashamed of themselves. They have pie all over their faces. What are they doing? Especially now during this pandemic, we heard some months back during a press conference, the premier is talking about, you know, tourism and Cayman, just not for Caymanians and we need to change that. How are you gonna change it? when you have people willing to take advantage of Caymanians? How are you gonna change it when your own government agencies and departments are not hiring qualified Caymanians? You know how they say charity starts from home? Fixing the issues start from home, Alden, and the rest of the unity government. So if you cannot answer me in all seriousness today about how a nail tech got this job at the Kays Foundation over Sylvia Wilkes, who is more than aptly qualified, high school diploma, an expat worker, and like I said, I don't know what other skills she's exercising there at Kays Foundation, but we do know it's not the right kind of skills that the children would be interested in. How does this happen? It's a simple question. So poor Sylvia, as qualified as she is, remains out there looking for employment while the Case Foundation has just um, promoted another Jamaican at a facility that is 98% Jamaicans. And like I said, 
let me be very clear. I don't care if they were 98% from Timbuktu, Jamaica, the Philippines, it doesn't matter. There should be no government agency or department. This is one of the problems we have at prison, one of the departments that we have in police. Years ago when the immigration department was saying, listen, we are importing workers primarily from two jurisdictions and it's, it's creating an imbalance in the social system and the workforce. We need greater diversity. And they actually implemented measures that, okay, we're gonna only allow so many workers from this country before we start to cap it off. So if you're submitting applications and you know it's from one of those countries, we're gonna start to say, no, you gotta look elsewhere. Why hasn't government taken on a similar approach in the name of diversifying the different sectors? So prison, what's the breakdown there of nationalities? We know. Police, what's the breakdown there of nationalities? It continues to be an issue where Caymanians are not hired for the positions, even if they want it. Because some Caymanians are like, man, if I go into an organization where 98% of the workers are foreign workers, I know from day one, they're going to be out to get me. Why am I going to put myself in that position? It's almost easier just to go do something else. Mark says, let me ask this. What would happen if we all went to Jamaica and started doing this? What would happen? We'd be coming home in a box. Jamaicans are proud and hardworking people. So they will look after their own. It is a system that allows this to happen. And I could not agree with you more. Of course it's the system. And when the system has holes in it and it allows these types of things to happen, people will take advantage of the system. And that should not be the case. Cece shares that she remembers applying to Butterfield many times and never hearing back from them, only to find out that one of the HR assistants was throwing her resume out in the garbage. When she finally left, she was actually interviewed for a position. Still didn't get it, but at least she got an interview. Gadiel says that's why he wants to leave Cayman. Gadiel, the solution and the answer is not to pack up and leave. You know, as someone, and we've got to wrap up here because we've definitely gone into overtime. But as someone um, who has lived abroad and lived in another man's country, for 15 years and I left as a child, so it wasn't really my choice. I can see the benefits, but this is what I want to say. One of the reasons why I came back to the Cayman Islands and why I get up every single day and I fight through my voice to let these issues be known, to tell you that come March the 26th, if you guys go out there and vote the same people in again, what do you expect is going to happen? The reason why I do this is because my position is this, if I cannot come back to my own country and make it in my own country, what kind of world are we living in? I can't stay and fight for what is right in my own country. I must go overseas to somebody else's country and try to make it there. And it's oftentimes not even that it's any easier, you know, because 
yeah, you'll have like, okay, things might be cheaper, cost of living is cheaper. There's benefits, pros and cons to everything. But there's always a fight. Always a fight. And so I must take up the charge and fight somewhere else and not fight right here in the Cayman Islands for what is right and what is just. So Nicholas says, actually, Jamaica people can do whatever they want. No work permits, no business license, and the list goes on. Sue says in Canada, they put their people first. Listen, everywhere you go, there are some minimum standards when it comes to employment and to jobs. And no one can fault any country for saying that their country people come first. There are processes that you have to follow. There's legal immigration processes. There were permits, whatever they're called. There's a procedure that people have to follow. So I can't fault Americans for saying Americans should come first. That doesn't mean that they have to treat their guest workers like crap. But I understand it because we are facing the exact same issue here in the Cayman Islands. Qualified Caymanians should come first. And that is why I have no tolerance for what we were discussing in the first part of the show. Caymanians who act out, who don't shop on the job, whose husband breaks their legs and then they don't want to go to work. So they have to become redundant. Caymanians always getting fired on the jobs, stealing from their employers. But yet, I want you to stay tuned this morning to CMR because we're putting up a story. A Filipino national can come here, steal from a Caymanian-owned workplace, remain on this island during COVID, and now is working illegally in this country. Mic drop. Only in the Cayman Islands. As a Caymanian, she wouldn't have gotten a job that way, legally or otherwise. It has to stop. And folks... You know, my heart goes out to Sylvia. I hope that she is given an opportunity with, I guess it won't be the case foundation anytime soon, but hopefully the government will see that they need to do some real work at the case foundation. This continue, this cannot continue to go on like this. It is just ridiculous. There has to be some minimal standards. Sweetie Ali says the hotel across from Deckers brought in bellboys to push luggage from Africa. I was working in another hotel and checked them in myself and they used a permit for local rates. Also hired someone from somewhere in Europe to be the front desk supervisor. And I know because I did the interview for the supervisor position. A week later, I'm checking the two of them in with the same guy who interviewed me. That's the level Cayman is at. And uh, Sweetie Ali, I want to talk to um, this country about what's happening in some of these hotels. We might have to talk about them tomorrow because we're, we're definitely out of time. I've gotten complaints about the Ritz. I've gotten complaints about the Marriott. I've gotten complaints about Tilly's, even from people on work permits, about how they're being treated. And yes, the fact that they are going to hire a work permit holder who they have a little bit more pull over 
Then the Caymanian who can run to local representative or who can complain about the shenanigans that are going on in these workplaces. It is very, very disturbing, folks. And if we have to go through every single example and every single organization to highlight how bad this issue is, rest assured, we will do it. Sylvia's sister-in-law, who's Kathy Ann Wilkes, as you guys know, she is running for West Bay Central. Kathy Ann found herself in a similar situation, working for government, working for the legal drafter's office, and she can't get articles. And yet, the DPP's office, that's the prosecutor's office, and the AG's office, they all fall under the attorney general. Guess what? 99% Caymanians. The irony of it is, not only are they 99% Caymanians, I mean, my apologies, Whew, what am I thinking? 99% Jamaicans. Not only are they 99% Jamaicans, I think the top is like from the UK, whatever. I'm gonna get the breakdown for you guys. We're gonna go through the list. Jamaicans, we can find one all the way in Saskatchewan. They can hardly hire Caymanians and promise you articles so you can get your training, get called to the bar. Oh, now Kathy Ann not called to the bar. They have not given her articles. Our own government. You know why? Because the people at the top, Sam Bulgin himself, he now has Caymanian status. And I like Sam. He's nice enough to say hi to and talk to, but listen to me. The, the record proves itself. He does not seem to care for Caymanian workers in his departments. It can't be because the 20-something years that he has been there, the vast majority of people that he has hired are Jamaicans. And you want to hear the funny thing about it? The same Jamaicans who are right now in court defending um, our search warrant served against Doctors Hospital, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, folks, where the judge is like, you need to concede. You have lost this case. You are out of your mind with these legal issues. And they have this very flamboyant, showy Jamaican in the uh, AG's office who is there still arguing this ridiculous application on behalf of border control. Government, you've lost the case. If you had any sense, you would concede like what you did in my judicial review case for the same search warrant shenanigans. You'd admit that you've lost, pay these people their money and call it a day. Instead, they are pushing and pushing and embarrassing themselves and the people of the Cayman Islands in the most spectacular fashion. Wasting our money, folks. Listen, I gotta go because around here we need to work for our coins and we got a lot of work to do. It is Monday, folks. I wish you all a beautiful and safe Monday. Uh, Mark, let's hold a hotel conversation until tomorrow. Uh, Sharon says the Ritz doesn't hire Caymanians, not at all. Jerry Ann, let's drop those bombs tomorrow about these hotels. Share your stories. Get your stories together. We'll be right back here at 7.30 a.m. I got to go make some coins. I got to go work because guess what? The bank needs their money. I can't go around destroying people's property and think that nothing's going to happen to me. I need to pay my bills, okay? So while I go out and pay bills, I want you guys to do the same. As Caymanians, let us do the right thing. I will always call on us to do the right thing. 
despite the system and the odds being stacked against us, don't give them that. Don't give them the right to say, well, they're not doing what they need to do. They're not getting the education. They're not getting the degrees. Be like Sylvia, get three, four or five degrees. Be like me, get three, four, five degrees. And when they still don't hire you, then you look at them and say, what, what, seriously? Folks, be safe, work hard, and we will make some headway on these issues. We have to, because the very livelihood of our people is at stake. The peace that we enjoy in this country is at stake. And if the politicians don't get that, which I dare say they do not, it's time to do some shaking up and to get them out of power. They put agencies in place that can't help us. They're not equipped to help us. They don't have the resources, the power, nothing. They're having a job fair, folks. Go out in droves. They're having a job fair claiming that they want all Caymanian college graduates and current college students to come out. Look at the irony. The location is the Marriott Orchid uh, boardroom. This is going to be, what date is this? I can barely see the date on this. Yes, yeah, so this is tomorrow. If your last name begins with A through K, and it's Wednesday, if your last name begins with L through Z, so they're using the COVID restrictions. Walk with your photo ID, passport or voter's um, ID, driver's license, your birth certificate, proof of citizenship, current resume. And they claim that they're looking for people to sign up for an employment and internship opportunities geared towards college students and graduates. So unfortunately, if you're not a college student or graduate, um, this will not be for you. But like I said, we have a lot of college students and graduates who still are not getting opportunities. Folks, enjoy your day, be safe, and I'll catch you, God's willing, 7.30 in the morning. We'll be here. Until then, please take care. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 